What is good, Pistons fans and those listening to the Three Rings podcast? Um, welcome back to this uh, segment at 48 and 10. We'll see if we get to 10 minutes, but um, just here to recap the Pistons 109 to 98 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Overall, I think a much better game from the game on Tuesday uh, where they got obliterated by the Bucs. Um, I think overall the team in the first half just came out with the in with a new intensity. You know, uh, they were scoring the ball with ease. The the shooting woes looked looked to be solved in the first half. The bench was good. We'll get into more specifics, but just for a broad sense, the bench was looking good. Kay Cunningham was doing his thing. The three point shot, we'll get into it. Uh, was kind of off, but um, great things from him. Even great things from Killian. Jeremy Grant was on fire. I think overall you had to be pretty happy, but then you get into the second half and turnovers plagued the team. Um, they had like three or four straight turnovers to start the third quarter. And then at that moment, Philadelphia kind of took over and then we made a little run to make it like a one point game in the fourth quarter, but then Philadelphia pushed to kind of pulled away. George Niang um, hit a couple threes and yeah, George Niang put the Pistons away. So take that as you will. But um, just to get into a little bit more of the specifics, first, let's first start off with Killian Hayes. I was really impressed by by Hayes. And I think, honestly, this whole this whole battle between who's going to be the point guard and the shooting guard, I think it's kind of settling itself. I think Hayes is setting himself up to be a really nice two guard. I like it how Cunningham brings the ball up the court and Hayes is now spacing the floor. You know, one of the big things with Killian was his shot. His shot basically determines his ceiling and also in a way kind of determines if he can stay in the league or not and I think so far he's done like a really good job proving his worth in the league and that shot looks really good now like Killian Hayes is now I saw once that that he's like our best three-point shooter so you know that's always great to see from from him you know this is kind of the progress you know he came into the league as kind of like a non-shooter had some awkward things and he still does them from time to time but you can tell he's just getting more and more comfortable on the court so I'm glad to see, you know, Killian just doing, just, just getting better overall. You know, it's just, it's just great to see his counterpart, Kate Cunningham had a pretty, had a solid game. He had 18 points, uh, I believe 10 rebounds and he had four assists, I believe. Um, yeah, he had, he had, this is bad podcasting. I apologize. Kate Cunningham had. He had 18 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists. So overall, a solid, a solid performance from him. Um, I will say the shooting is still kind of a concern. I think he only shot like four of 15. He was making, he was perfect from the free throw line, so he didn't miss any free throws. But for some reason, the three point shot, even like his just, it's just a shot in general. Um, it still looks kind of off. It just, it when he misses, it's not like a consistent miss. It's like missing to the right. I was missing to the right, missing all over the place. So that was interesting. He did have one deep three, which is really nice to see. And also, I think a lot of the concerns about Kate Cunningham being like unable, he's not athletic enough, he can't get by. I don't know. From what I've seen so far, when he wants to attack the basket, he can. Like there was a play where he let Matisse Thibel, he Matisse Thibel didn't do anything. Matisse Thibel is like one of the best defenders in the league, if not. If not, he's going to make an all-NBA defensive team this year. And he just left him frozen, just went for it, went straight to the lane for a nice layup. So I was really impressed by the way um, Cunningham played. It's a great bounce-back game for him. I mean, he's just been kind of shooting it bad, and he's still shooting it bad, but, like, his confidence is unmatched. And it's glad to see him 18-11-4 is a solid start, and hopefully it's a start of many future things for, for him moving forward as he's going to become the leader. And it's clear, too, like, 
watching the games and stuff that he's going to be it's just a matter of time that he's going to be the best player on the floor that he kind of controls <clears throat> he kind of controls the team in that sense where you know when he comes off they're not doing too good and when he comes back on they're still not doing that good but they're not doing as bad so I really like what I saw from Cunningham then moving into our forwards Jeremy Grant had a really solid game to open open the game in the first half I think he was like 19 points eight for 10 from the field he was just being money he kind of cooled down in the second half I think this is becoming kind of a trend with Jeremy Grant um where in like the second half and towards the end of the games our offense our offense is already pretty pretty poor like I'm not I'm not gonna front it's not it's not as good as it was last year I think part of it may be due to the changes in coaching staff I think Sean Sweeney leaving definitely hurt us and I'm not too sure about the other specific coaches, but that's obviously it's not the same style of offense as it was last year. And I think part of this is is towards the end, we just get into these Jeremy Grant ISOs, which in the beginning of the game are money. You know, he's scoring with ease, but then towards the end of the game, I think it's fatigue coming in. And yeah, no, <clears throat> those ISOs are ugly. He's just been, he's just struggles to get the ball in the basket. There was a lot of times where he would drive and then, you know, it would just, throw up like a floater thing that just wouldn't go and it just it wasn't it wasn't pretty to see and he also had his fair share of turnovers as well the Pistons overall just turned the ball over a lot a lot in the second half that was pretty frustrated now moving on to some other players uh Isaiah Stewart had a solid game they this one thing they did like do a really solid job on Joel Embiid I thought I thought they contained him well you know uh, last game Joel Embiid I think went off like 28 or 30 points he was guarded by Luca Garza at some point but Embiid was dominating not in this game they they kind of hit him with speed they were double teaming they were a lot more they were a lot more you know willing in their double team they they were pressing a lot more and I thought that really helped him you know poor shooting night again from Stewart though I'm still waiting he did take he did attempt a three and he had a little nice crossover on uh Embiid but I'm still kind of waiting to see his I feel like because we have all these young players you know sometimes we just we kind of forget about them but like I think I was I think I was the highest on Stewart to be honest out of all of the uh young players from last year I thought Stewart was going to be the one because he he just looks so determined to you know get every loose ball and do it and he still does but like I'm still waiting to see him you know get more involvement in the offense overall it still feels like he's running that basic you know just the basic center just under the basket rebounding which is fine but like, I, I think I wonder like if they can maybe find a way for him to get like play the four a little bit and really expand his shooting because now he doesn't shoot it as much. And now it's not back last year. It was money. It was money from that range. But now he just doesn't shoot enough. So you don't know if it's money or not. He missed the three today. So that was tough to see. And then going to the bench, um, <clears throat> nothing too notable. Kelly Olenek hit a nice three. It was good to see. Um, Corey Joseph also. Had a, had a solid game. He also had his fair share of turnovers. Josh Jackson doing what Josh Jackson does. There was a time in the fourth quarter where they just couldn't buy a shot, you know, just the corner three. Uh, Trey Lyles was also doing some pretty dumb stuff. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There was a play by Trey Lyles where he missed a wide open layup. We missed some wide open layups. I think Kate had an assist to Stewart, and that was wide open layup. And one possession, the Pistons had phenomenal passing, and Trey Lyles was blank point blank just missed a wide open layup and it was it's kind of embarrassing because it was a really good sequence but um other than that you know it, it is Trey Lyle so you know take that as you will Frank Jackson had himself a solid game in the beginning he was hitting threes but you know they all just kind of faded out you know 
So they Pistons, they scored 63 points, but then only 98 total. So they scored 35 points in the second. So credit to Philly for holding us in check. But yeah, that basically kind of wraps up this game. The Pistons will face the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow, November 5th um, at the Palace. Not the Palace, the Little Caesars Arena as they wrap out this final homestand. And yeah, thanks you. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.